it's the next level. Hmm? Ah! Oh. Juliet told me they were coming. The first thing I thought was, where the hell are we gonna hide this time? Hiding's pointless. They're just gonna keep coming back. So I went out and I found some help. And for the past few days, she's been bringing dynamite back from the Black Rock. For the very first time, we know exactly what they want, when they're coming to get it, and they have no idea. And we're gonna be waiting for them. So Juliet's gonna mark the tents with the White Rocks just like she was told to. But there's not gonna be any pregnant women inside. There's gonna be plenty of what we just used on that tree. So tomorrow night, we stop hiding. We stop running. We stop living in fear of them. Because when they show up, we're gonna blow them all to hell. have returned for another episode of we have to go back lost revisited and we're continuing our journey almost to the end of season three uh, i am one of your hosts ben i am the other one of your hosts Kristen. <laughs> coming at you live not really <laughs> not really That's coming not at you work. coming at you recorded that's better and then edited very then little run, editing. Then run through some kind of a sound filter. <laughs> then write it to your ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're already off the rails and we just started. It's fine. Well, I mean, we are about two to three weeks off of a break. So we're, well, it, we're, we're shaking off rest. I would give you an excuse, but I don't want to. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't, it's not just me that has to give you like... It, I'm already rambling. Um, the, a lot has happened. <laughs> As usual. As usual, the sky is falling. <laughs> we we took a break for 4th of July because 4th of July happened to be on a weekend. So, you yep. know, we, we took a little break for that to spend some time with some our families and such. Uh, and then the following week, we were getting ready to record and yippee-ki-yay, my identity got stolen. Yay! <laughs> so I was dealing with banks uh, and credit card companies for a week straight into this week. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting. So, uh, but what episode are we talking about this week? This I episode? think that uh, Charlie's about to die, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what gave you that clue. <laughs> it's not like there is a lot of foreshadowing in this episode about that. Yeah. So this week we do have, we are, uh, our episode is season three, episode 21, Greatest Hits. As we know, this is the penultimate episode of the season. Uh, so much so that Ben and I are going to try and record one more time this week so that we can have the ending of season three actually happen this week for us, and then we can dive into season four uh, after this week. So I think that this is an this is a kind of series of episodes that nobody really likes to spend too much time on. Anyways, it's very sad. We have well, to say goodbye to one of our favorite characters. But there, but there kind of is. I don't want to say a lot to talk about in this episode, but there's a lot that happens. Yes, in, absolutely. In this episode, I mean, it's, it's there's a, a lot happening. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of straightforward, um, you know, it, it's a lot of straightforwardness that's that's happening. Um, but there is a lot that is happening. I don't think it's anything too deep or too cryptic that we have to try and break down, but it definitely needs to be talked about. Because, you know, as most penultimate episodes go, it is that little tease going into the finale. And as we know of people who have watched this series before, it's going to be one hell of a finale. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a lot to, to, to talk about, or at least bring up when it comes to this episode. Uh, so much so that, I mean, when we say straightforward, um, we have very little notes on this episode. I have an index uh, card. 
I, I have a sheet of paper. I mean, and that's and really the only thing that's on it, to be completely honest with you, is a line of dialogue. Aww. Um, and I'll throw it out there right now. You know, we see the return of of uh, Rose and Bernard this episode, and it's Rose telling Jack, "I like you better since you got back, Jack. You're almost an optimist." Uh, and I, you know what? I want to start with that because I think this might be something we may have a difference of opinion on. But Jack gained some points with me this week. Why? Uh, um, from the start of the episode, it was something I had completely forgotten about. And if you're listening to this, obviously, you've already heard it because as we start any podcast with a line from the show, it's the line I used this week. Uh, of him telling about how Rousseau has been gathering dynamite, which we now know that's why Rousseau was in the Black Rock when John Locke was in there with his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we know we now know what the purpose was of her being in there, and it's it's the line that we get, it's the the dialogue that we get before we even get into the opening credits of the series or of the show, is that when they come for when they get here, we're gonna blow them all to hell. That was, that was a line that legit gave me chills because mm. in my opinion, Jack is finally fucking stepping up to be a leader. Like he's taking charge at this point. I don't I mean, know. He always wanted, he was always a leader. He always wanted to be in the action. He always wanted to be the guy that blows shit up, but he always, he didn't plan on taking them up to the Island or up to the top of the satellite tower from the beginning. I mean, he had to be told to do that. He had to be told to be the leader on that one. Yeah, and and, and he on, reluctantly agreed. On that note, I do agree that there isn't just one leader in this episode. Jack is the overall leader when it comes to putting the plan together and executing the plan, but he has his lieutenants that are kind of setting him straight, that namely being Saeed. Well, Saeed seems to always be the only level-headed one, the only pragmatic one, which is weird because we've seen him kind of go off the rails a little bit a, a couple of times, but there's there's very little that he actually hasn't thought like five steps ahead on for some reason. Like he always seems to be the better chess player of the group. Uh, yeah. I, when you say level-headed one, he is definitely that in this scenario. But like you said, there have been moments where he has not, fit into that role very very seldom though i'd say it, eh, it's bamboo under the fingernails isn't exactly fitting into the level-headed role well you know he had a journey ben he had a journey <laughs> this is very true i don't know i just overall in this episode jack to me gained gained some positive positive points with me Look, look, I, I totally agree. I told you, this is where Jack starts to go into the opposite direction. This is where he stops being so selfish and, and so righteous. But I do think that he does have trouble letting go of control. He's always kind of been that way as a character. Um, and you kind of see, you see the beginning of him starting to let go of that control that he seems to be so obsessed with mm-hmm. maintaining. How's that? It's the hero complex that's still constantly coming out in him, but you're right. We, we're kind of seeing him, he's been grasping onto that hero complex for so long, he's finally starting to loosen the reins on it. And it, it, it's just so weird to think that when we look at the finale, which we're going to talk about next episode, and you look at the final moments of that finale, we're starting to see him loosen the grips on that, on that hero complex. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the se- season finale, season three, we see that him letting loose on those reins takes such a toll on him. He is broken. Well, okay. Do you not agree with that? No, I agree. Of course I agree. I've seen it. (laughs) We've all seen him, you know, kind of miserable. I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know. Uh, I, you know, when he was off with the others, I did not miss him. Mm -mm. And he lifted out very well. So, you know, I, I guess I'm at the point now, I mean, we've been talking about this show now for two years. Um, I'm so sorry that we're not done with it yet. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. No, I'm not. Um, but I think that it's, I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I could take or leave Jack. No, I, I definitely see, I, I see that as well. I mean, if, if things were written a little bit differently and Jack had gotten off the island, 
mm-hmm. I don't think much would have changed um, as far as what's going on with the castaways and yeah. and the losties. Um, new leadership would have just stepped up and taken over. Uh, but, you know, there well, is Well, and it did. When he was gone, it did. I mean, Sawyer stepped up, you know, and, and it wasn't even Sawyer being a leader. It, it had become more of a collective mm-hmm. than just, well, what does Jack think? We got to tell Jack. What does Jack, 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 Jack? It became like... It became were, a democracy. Yeah, people were doing kind of what they naturally felt like doing, you know? Yeah. And there was, some, there was something very... Um, neighborly about what it had become and then jack came back and you can tell that it it's a more difficult fit since he has come back and a lot of that has to do with the fact that he came back with juliet Mm -hmm. um and she's a spy (laughs) everybody was pulling their own weight without jack there right yeah absolutely absolutely but you know what jack goes through a journey and he ends up being a better man and his character gets better um, and this is kind of the start of that. So mm. I, I'm glad that you brought up Sawyer too, because one, it's fun just to talk about Sawyer. I'm uh, sorry. Did you need me to always bring up Sawyer? No, Cause no, I can. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, and there's really not a lot of him in this episode. Uh, there is some, mm. we do get some Sawyer moments, but there's not many. Um, this is more of a, this is more of a Jack, Saeed, Desmond, Charlie episode more than anybody else charlie more than anybody charlie and desmond more than anybody yeah um but there is that moment when in the beginning of the episode where jack is leading everybody out to the field to reveal Mm -hmm. the plan which i don't get that everybody on the beach knows the plan why did you have to take them out into a field to tell them oh to never mind to demonstrate the explosion that's why he did it um there was a point to him bringing them out to the field so I digress. But when, when he's revealing the plan to everybody and, you know, Rousseau comes out and he, you know, they show, he demonstrates the explosion and he starts talking about how we're going to be ready for them. We're going to blow them all to hell. The camera is panning to all the different characters. But when it gets to Sawyer, Sawyer has that look on his face as in like, this is the shit I've been waiting for. <laughs> you know, like this is more Sawyer's speed. Jack's taking the lead. The leadership's taken off of me, but I still get to kick some ass. Yeah, which is what he likes being. He likes being the strong man. Yeah. He likes being the lieutenant rather than yeah. the captain. Yeah, although he would, you know what? He was doing okay as a leader. Like he was, you know, it, it was weirdly more relaxed with such a dickhead at the helm, which, you know, doesn't really happen. Yeah, but there's a difference between kicking ass as the captain because if anything goes wrong, the responsibility falls on you. Right. Now he gets to kick ass as the lieutenant, whereas if anything goes wrong, everybody's going to blame Jack. <laughs> and he likes that a lot better. Yes. So. <laughs> He's free of the responsibility now. He feels pretty good about that decision. <laughs> yeah. If anything goes wrong, even if he's the one that did it, well, you told me to do it. So Jack said to do it. It wasn't yep, on it, me. It's your fault. So... Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, we're gearing up for a pretty action-packed finale with everything that's going on with with this. Yeah, um, you know, and there's no John Locke this episode. We get a mention of him, but as it stands right now, he is presumed now, dead. Yes, he is left bleeding in a pit of dead people. Of dead people. Dead purged people. Yes. Um, but I know you have a couple notes. I do. Um, where Where would you like to take it? Because we talked about Jack and the leadership, but where Where do you want to go from here? So there's a couple ways that I want to do this, but the first way I want to do this uh, is I, I want to talk about Desmond's vision um, and how we got here. So Desmond sees Claire getting on the helicopter, right? Questionable, yes. We all saw what he saw, right? So we see that, yes, there is Claire getting on the helicopter with Aaron. Um, that is the reality that he saw in that moment. And we do know that Claire does not get on the helicopter ultimately. No. So, but Aaron does. Yes. So by Charlie sacrificing himself, did that, that change that vision? He didn't see the whole vision and the visions change. So as they have changed, while Charlie's death may have seemed inevitable to Desmond, what if it was Desmond continuing to 
stop Charlie's death to get them off the island. Maybe that was what was supposed to happen because Claire didn't get off that island. And the only reason why Charlie sacrificed himself was to make sure that what Desmond saw happened. Um, I don't know. I saw it a little differently. I saw, okay. it, I, I saw it as in like Desmond's visions are not 100% preordained. Um, meaning they could be changed, which is what hap- has happened a number of times already because Desmond has saved his life a number of times. Um, but it's almost like the, these are not rules. They're more like guidelines kind of thing. Yeah. Um, where, you know, normal people who have dreams, and forgive me, there was just a hell of a lightning crash in the background, if, if you didn't hear that, um, with so, storms. Yeah, we could lose power with this. So <laughs> if you get half a podcast, good for you. <laughs> um, luckily, my area stays, knock on wood, has, stays pretty consistent when it oh, comes to power. Now we're really going to lose it. I know, now we're going to lose it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd like it's kind of like where when somebody has a dream, they say like everything that you dream about is a symbol of something. Um, maybe Desmond's visions are really the same thing. I mean, it, the truth in the, in his visions are that are Charlie's death, but everything else in the background is kind of just a symbol. Um, you know, he sees Claire and Aaron get on the helicopter, which we find out turns out to be Kate and Aaron. So maybe it's just a vision of two women, but it's substituted happens to be Claire. Or maybe Charlie was supposed to not die and Claire would have gotten on that on that plane because Charlie would have done everything in his power to make sure that that happened. Well, I mean... I mean, I, I like the fact that it's interpretive, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's the whole thing with Desmond's visions. Not all of them have really come true, right? They've all been changed somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I don't think that telling Charlie, no matter how many times, blah, 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 you're going to die, because maybe that wasn't what was going to happen. Maybe that was just a possibility, you know? And he kind of forced Charlie's hand a little bit there. Oh, I mean, there's always a possibility, too, that maybe Desmond just lied. Maybe he saw Kate and Aaron and told Charlie it was Claire and Aaron, so Charlie would do it. I mean, that's a possibility as well. Hmm. It's never really explored um, or explained because, you know, I mean, and we're going to get into this in the next episode too with Charlie because there's still a part of me when I watch that scene that believes Charlie could have survived. Charlie absolutely could have survived. He he very easily could have survived, but he went in with the intention that he he felt that he needed to die for it to happen. Well, as long as we're talking about Desmond and how he gets it wrong, can we also talk about the fact that he jumped in the water with Charlie's dying greatest hits list in his pocket? Did he or did he leave it in the boat? Well, never- well who cares? It's gone now. Well, because it's going to wash away. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. Like. Yeah. I mean, dude, that was his dying wish. Like, that's what he, that was like his last will and testament. And you just were, okay, that's nice. Like, it just, it, that bothered me so much. And the fact that he didn't say like a proper goodbye to Claire and give her the ring and be like, look, man, this is dicey. It's not set in stone that I'm coming back. I want Aaron to have this ring. This well, is important to me. I think it's very similar because now we're going to dive into Charlie a little bit too. But of course we it, are. It's, it's get what I said, <laughs> dive into. Uh-huh. Never mind. <laughs> um, uh-huh. No, but it, there's, it's very similar to the whole Hurley and Charlie moment. We talked about this a little bit before we started, <laughs> we but before we started recording is that this is the ultimate like shoe go away dog. Like I don't want you anymore. Throwing rocks at a, uh, it's a uh, Arya throwing rocks at Nymeria and game of Thrones saying, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. You dire wolf. Like purposely yelling at your pet to go away so that you could release it into the wild. Like this is, that was Charlie's way of saying, like of telling Hurley he's not going to fit in the boat. He's too big. Like that was his literal way of saying like, go, like go away. Like you're free now, go. Yeah. And that was his goodbye to Charlie other than the hug, which Jesus Christ, I, between him leaving the ring and him hugging Hurley goodbye, like knowing he's going to die, 
Yeah. Like I almost started getting choked up at those moments already. Yeah. Because I know what's coming. Um, and I feel like it's very similar, like to the goodbye he gave Hurley of saying like, but he gave Hurley a goodbye. He said goodbye and I love you. And, you know, but he said it without exactly telling Hurley that he wasn't coming back. I, I feel like Charlie leaving the ring for Claire and Aaron was his way of saying the same nonverbal goodbye to them, you know, that he did to Hurley. Okay, well, I understand what you're saying there, but the thing is, is that that ring got left behind. Because they didn't, because Claire didn't know that it was in that. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, if this shit hits the fan and nothing ever happens, he's just left a ring behind that Claire and Aaron will never see. And the greatest hits is going to be in the water evaporating into ink ocean, ocean ink. So his goodbye never gets heard. None of his goodbyes worked. None of them. But that's not. And he threw rocks at his best friend. But that's, that's not in Charlie's control, though. I mean, you know as well as I do, if Charlie went to Claire and said, I'm not coming back. This is what needs to be done. I may not come back. Oh, well, okay. If he did put it that way. If he said, listen, we live on this island. Shit happens all the time. This is dicey. I'm going underwater. Yeah, but I guess at the same time, he didn't want Claire to worry. Oh, yeah, because she's just not going to worry. I know. (laughs) <laughs> did, did did you feel dumb saying that the, yeah, the I, second I it came out? Oh, <laughs> uh, if I didn't before then, I do now. <laughs> so thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um, yeah, so it's, I, I get it. You're right. He could have said like, if I don't come back, even knowing that he wasn't going to. It, it would just ensure that the ring was actually given to who he wanted it to be given to. I mean, with the amount of stuff that goes wrong on that island all the time, it just, to me, it says, I don't know, it, it, there, there's a finality to it. I mean, I'm somebody, my personality is that I like closure. I need closure on on the end of things. And How did you end up loving this show as much as you did then? Because I felt closure. Okay. Because I know to some people there were a lot of holes left yeah, in well, the, the show by those the Those people are wrong. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's fine. I agree. I agree. I didn't have one <laughs> issue with the way the show ended. And we'll get to that obviously no. in a couple seasons. But Yeah, I mean, I love closure. and and But I also understand that there are unanswered questions to life. I mean, that's not... Look, you're, never, you're not going to get all the answers all the time. But Charlie did have an opportunity to say a goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and, and it was missed, right? I mean, why the writers did it that way, who knows, but it was missed. Thankfully, you know, and you Aaron know I, lives. And do you know what I just thought about too? Something that I didn't, I didn't really realize until now is that in later seasons, which I think it, it's going to come, I think it's going to come next season. Charlie's ghost visits Hurley. He never visits Claire. Well, Charlie's ghost is a manifestation of Hurley. Oh, that's true. And and Claire is also crazy. So Yeah. Claire has her own journey. Yeah. Yeah, a very loony journey. Very Danielle Rousseau. <laughs> oh, it's past Danielle Rousseau. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um so okay, I, I get it, but I mean, it's yeah, you're right. I, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm I'm right because I'm not. No, I mean, listen, I can see both ways. I can. It's just that that just kind of digs at the back of my brain a little bit in that instance. But you know that, and then Desmond's just like, okay, bye, Charlie. Good luck. You know, thanks for your last will and testament. Okay, now I'm gonna follow you in the water. It's it's one of those things that I think Charlie honestly believed he was doing what was right at the time. And mm-hmm. had he put some more thought in it or even had time to put some more thought in it, it probably would have been done differently. Yeah. Yeah. Up, well, it was all spur of the moment. He was just like, okay, yeah, well, if I'm going to die, 
I guess this is the time to do it. Well, I mean, but you're, I mean, we're also talking about a guy too, who lied to everybody just so he could do what he felt he was destined to do. Yeah. You know, oddly enough, you know, he told everybody that, you know, he was a diving champion so that he could make that swim down to the, the looking glass. This the same guy who in the first episode or in the first season said he couldn't swim to go out and rescue somebody in the ocean. So that everybody forgot how quickly but, people forgot too. But yeah. we saw him swim. We did because yeah, he almost saw- yeah, I, and and it was happened to be in another one of Desmond's visions, I think too, wasn't it? No, no, we saw him swim in his past in the flashback. During oh. the greatest hits. Did you rewatch the episode? I did. I but Did I, you I, hear but, it? No, I didn't listen for it. Oh. Damn it. Well, why don't you tell the listeners what it is you were referring to? There is um somebody that calls for Desmond to get into the water. So, um I I see this as twofold. Okay. Um one uh, like in, you in Charlie's little boy uh, vision in, in the flashback in, in his in, flashback in, it was yeah. the greatest hits it was number four dad teaches me to swim yes um which yay one person on the island doesn't have daddy issues <laughs> um <laughs> on the island of daddy issues Charlie didn't doesn't we say have that them. there was another one or was there or was he the only one i i think he's the only one so far oh i Could think that wrong. you're right no um, i think that you're right i think charlie's the only one who doesn't have daddy Thanks. issues um, no. yeah he actually had a father who loved him and taught him how to swim um <laughs> but i see this as twofold one this means as as you had mentioned to me before when you brought this up um this means that desmond and charlie have been connected for a lot longer if this is the same desmond right uh, it could be purely coincidence, but as we know on this show, nothing is coincidence. Well, and he was singing on the street when Desmond came out of um, that building, right? You are everybody, right? Was he no, or- he wasn't singing that. But yeah, he was he was singing on the street when Desmond came out after meeting with Penny's father, I think. But I, I think I read online that they've been, it's been debunked. These were two separate times. So I, I could be very wrong about that. And maybe this was the same time. Um, to me, it would make more sense for the show if it was the same time. Oh, 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 you're talking about what happened in this episode. Yes. With Nadia. No, no, I'm talking about one of Desmond's old episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, that's right. Charlie was outside yeah. singing, singing yeah. the same song. It was Wonderwall by Oasis. Yes, that's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. This time in, in Charlie's flashback in The Greatest Hits, it was a different time than that one with Desmond. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, that's when he saved Nadia. But it's, but it's, it, so again, it's twofold. One, it could be that Desmond and Charlie have been connected for a much longer time than we even know. Like, same kind of, as we're going to learn later, the touch of Jacob kind of connected all these people as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, these two have been connected for a lot longer. But also, two, the whole get in the water Desmond is a pre-foreshadowing to what happens that after Charlie knocks him in the head with the oar and dives into the water. And he still gets in the... Ah, Desmond still gets ah. into the water. Get Ooh, in the water, I like Desmond. That. I like that. He's, I like going that. Af- he's going after Charlie because he's, he has a second thought that he could save Charlie's life. So, uh. the, again, the depth of the show is like, and, you know, is so miraculous. And, like, I, I love it. And this is a really good finale coming up too. Cause I remember I watched, um, I watched it right before we had MC Ganey on, uh, cause it was his last episode. Mm -hmm. Oh God, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. And so I watched, so I watched it like about a month ago and I remember thinking to myself, Oh, I forgot how much I really like this episode. (laughs) And then I get to watch it again. This episode greatest hits is also another episode that I love and going into the finale, it's even better. So I'm most likely going to end up watching the finale two or three times before we record it. Yeah, it's fun in the next couple of days. I was going to say, which is going to be interesting considering we're recording within the next couple of days. It's uh, fine. To do that. So Yeah, and I think that that's why I don't have a lot to say about this episode, I guess, just because it's kind of like this precursor to the finale. Like, I mean, already most of our discussion has been very finale driven. This is the appetizer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why was that so damn retarded? it's ridiculous 
Isn't that from Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Zach, was his name Zach the moron? Penny telling Leonard he also bragged about the fact that he invented the term (laughs) appetizer. (laughs) So dumb. I love that guy. <laughs> uh, Zach was one of the best best character best secondary characters on that show. He reminds me a little bit of Robbie from New Girl. Yeah, not can, not too much, right? But like kind of the same kind of dopey quality. He cut. He's in and out. He just God, shows up when just, he needs to be. And every time he shows up, it's hysterical. Because <laughs> yeah, he's so I always dumb. loved it. I always loved it that he just liked hanging out with them too. Yeah, because he felt <laughs> smarter around them. And he was not at all like so dumb. He felt, <laughs> he felt smart for hanging out with smart people, but it right. just made him look so much dumber. Yeah, totally. That. All right, we're way off the way off. Well, the you said appetizer. It wasn't me. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. No, I apologize. But, yeah, that's okay. You suck. Um, <laughs> um, so I really liked revisiting um, Charlie and Claire's meeting. I thought that that was, that was really sweet. You know, it, it reminds us how far those two have come. Well, I mean, just again, I mean, it's when I talk about moments of this episode that started getting me choked up because of things that are about to happen out of all these great things that he writes down in the greatest hits from uh, first time he heard himself on the radio, dad teaching me how to swim the Christmas that Liam gave me the ring and the woman outside calling me a hero. Any one of these things, anybody who would have one of these things on their greatest hits list is a miraculous thing and something to brag about. But out of all these things that happen in his life, the fact that his number one was the night I met you Mm -hmm. like that speaks volumes to Charlie's character. Like his whole life changed when he met her. Look, I mean, out of all the things that happened to him in his life from, you know, becoming a drug addict and everything else, it was Claire and Aaron that changed him. Like, Aaron, like differences, you know, like it was Claire that got him clean or mm-hmm. because of Claire that he got clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He stepped up numerous times to be a hero and to do things that needed to be done, mm-hmm. including now with diving down to the looking glass, sacrificing himself. Mm-hmm. You know, season one, Charlie would have never done that. He would have zipped up his hoodie a little tighter and tried to, you know, homer into the hedge a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Claire, he is the person that he is in this season because of Claire. Yeah. And just, you know, seeing him write the night I met you was enough to get me choked up again because (laughs) that connection is that strong in only Mm -hmm. three seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of these characters that that end up on the island, they they have gone through this complete completeness to them. You know, mm-hmm. they have they have found their purpose in a sense, or they have found kind of the good part of what makes them work. Um, and those who can't really find it, you know, the island took them. Yeah. It's it's like we've been saying for a while is that this is everything that's happening to these characters is potentially a test that the island is putting them. Through. Yeah, and you know what though, uh, not in Charlie's case though. Charlie Charlie willingly made this sacrifice. You know, Boone did not make his sacrifice. Shannon did not make her sacrifice. Echo didn't make his Echo sacrifice. Didn't yeah, make his sacrifice. <laughs> Sorry, I had to pause there for a second and make <laughs> sure that uh, that thing didn't start talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that happened. That was every the entire time. season that yep. we had him on. That every had him as a character. It was awful. Yep. Um, you know, Charlie willingly made the sacrifice, and I wonder if that has anything to do with the island at all, or if that made him. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I wonder if there's more to that thinking, or if it was just time for Charlie to go. I don't know. I don't know, but I know when I was talking about the connection between Claire and Charlie, it reminded me of something. Um, One of the reasons why I actually did start getting choked up when he left the ring. We talked about him leaving the ring, and that was his form of saying goodbye. But there was one thing that happened in a flashback that made me 
really get choked up when he did when he does leave the ring for Claire and Aaron. When he's having that conversation with Liam and Liam gives him the ring because Liam believes that out of the two of them, he's the one that's going to grow. He's the one that's going to have a family. And The irony and the, of that. And well, the irony, irony of that with between Liam and Charlie, but not only that, but in that conversation, it's mentioned that ring is meant to stay in the family. So for Charlie to leave that ring to Claire and Aaron, they were his family. Oh, they were absolutely. Everybody knew that on the island. That yeah. was the family on the island was yep. Charlie, Claire, and Aaron. <clears throat> there was absolutely no doubt about that. Everybody knew of them as a family unit, even when he was banished to the beach. But that's a strong connection to make with people, though. Like, I mean. Right. Oh, you, absolutely. You can have somebody who's dating somebody with a kid, but to consider them a family unit, like, that's a connection that's so strong. Mm-hmm. that even for Charlie to like, that's even Charlie saying that as well. Like this is Charlie leaving that ring for Aaron. And, like this is his way of saying, like he, we already knew as viewers, he was treating Aaron like a son and Claire as, as his wife, like, you know, his, his partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for him to leave the ring for Aaron meant that like, that was his way of showing everybody, even though nobody saw it because nobody, saw the ring left there that was charlie calling aaron his family yeah and and clara's family and so if it, it and jack his family it, it yeah okay <laughs> technically yes that's why i said that <laughs> yeah technically it is they were um, all a family <laughs> if i think if charlie had left the ring to aaron before leaving it was one thing i think that flashback and getting that moment of how the ring is meant to stay in the family mm, mm-hmm. just makes that scene so much more important. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because I didn't make that connection. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because that does add another layer to, to that ring being left for Aaron. Yeah. It, it, built, it puts so much more importance into that scene of him leaving the ring. Because yeah. the, the ring could have just been a little thing that he left, Aaron. But when you get the backstory on the ring itself, I mean, it's a ring of a DS that predates Driveshaft. Right. You know, it's a ring that was passed down from their grandfather to their father to them. So, you know, like that's that just builds the importance of that scene so much more. I wonder what DS st- stood for then. Dexter Stratton. Ah. But, they, but they never reveal who Dexter Stratton is. I haven't found any significance to it. I don't know if it was anything, obviously not, because you didn't even know who Dexter Stratton was. Um, if I look at it now, Dexter Stratton was the paternal grandfather of Megan Pace, the great-grandfather of Charlie. There you Miller. go. Okay. So, yeah, okay. So that's who, that's who Dexter Stratton was. It was his great-grandfather. Okay. So That makes sense. Yep. But that's I mean, cute that it was drive shaft. The D, yeah, to go with the DS for the yeah. ring. Yep. Yeah. So And that gives the band name a little bit more meaning as well. Yep. To keep with the DS. So it, good job, writers. Yes, exactly. Um anything else on on your end? I mean No, I mean, I mean I'm excited to talk about the finale when we get there. So I think that this is a good place to stop before we get to the finale. Yeah, I mean, you know, just leading up to the finale, obviously we have Desmond, we have Charlie in inside the looking glass meeting mm-hmm. the two mysterious women who we yep. don't know who they are yet. Uh, we have Jack. One of them is from Once Upon a Time. <laughs> she is? Yeah, she was the evil queen. Lana Perilla. Perilla. Is that who that is? Because yes. you, you don't really see her face in this episode. It's oh, well, until the finale that you see her face. So I didn't yeah. recognize, I, I haven't recognized her yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, which again, that's another show that a lot of Lost alum appeared on. I love that show so much. I, I didn't finish it. I didn't either. I stopped watching after the Wizard of Oz season. That was when I stopped watching. I stopped watching after the Hades season. I never got that far. That was a rough season. Um. But yeah, I mean, we saw Emily Duravin show up in there. Jorge She's Garcia. Uh, yeah, Jorge Garcia he's, shows up. He's the giant. Yep. So a, a number, and I think even uh, doesn't um, 
it doesn't Devine Andrews show up in there too? I thought he was Jafar at one point. Oh, I think he was. I forget. Um, <clears throat> I know that um, Charlotte is in it. Yeah, she's a pretty prominent character actually. She's and the Elizabeth and, and Juliet is in it. I don't remember. I don't remember Elizabeth being in it. Juliet is in it towards the end. I believe. Okay. okay. See, I didn't get that far because she started getting a lot of hate when she entered the show. People were like, "Oh, she enters the show, and the show is ruined, just like Lost, and just like this." And I don't understand why she gets so much hate. I love I, her. I, I she was one of the main re- reasons why I watched Revolution, which, by the way, never came back, and I'm still angry about that. She, she's Mrs. Claus in the Santa Claus too. Yeah, she's great. I like Elizabeth Mitchell. I don't know why she gets that much hate, that much hate either. It's ridiculous. People, cancer culture is a cancer. It really is now. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have obviously. So we have Charlie in the hatch, or uh, yeah, in the in the looking. He's glass. alive. I'm alive. Desmond. <laughs> Desmond is on his way down. Jack is with the others. Uh, the other losty survivors. They're heading to the the broadcast tower. We didn't <clears> even <throat> talk about Ben talking to uh, Richard. Well, why don't we talk about it? Okay. <clears throat> Why don't you bring that up? Because I honestly don't remember. <laughs> oh, Richard asked Ben where Locke was, and he said mm-hmm. that, uh, what did he say? Gosh, it's been like a week since I've seen the episode. He said something to the effect of like, I, he's not coming with us or something. And Richard, Richard knew that something was up. Well, I mean, okay, so let, you know what? Let's spend a minute in that too, because now I'm starting to remember it as you're, as you're talking about it. And I think it is- Richard was very suspicious of it. I think it is something we we should discuss for a couple minutes because we're seeing Ben return without John, who is left for dead. We saw previously before that how everybody in that encampment looked at Ben when John showed up with his father over his shoulder, and now we're seeing we're seeing Ben come back, and Ben is coming back in a panic, like he he knows shit is about to hit the fan. These people don't respect him anymore because they think new leadership has shown up. Yeah. Okay. So Richard shows up and asks what happened. And Ben tells him that they're going to move, move to the camp now because Jacob wanted it to happen. Now, Richard begins to ask, did John see to which Ben only says that Locke had an accident. Yeah. So, and then he changes the attack to, he moves up the attack. After that, Alex hears it. She goes and she gets Carl. She tells Carl to go tell them. He doesn't want to get involved. She says, they saved your life. You owe them this. He goes and tells them, and then everything else unfolds after that. Yeah, he's he, he pushes up the plan, which is what causes Carl to go to the beach right. and tell them they're on their way here now. That was a huge thing that we just decided not to bring up. I know. We, I don't, we, we didn't even... We just didn't even think about it at the time. <laughs> now, I mean, but again, also, it doesn't take a lot of time to really talk about. It's Well, I know that, like, I know a couple people that listen to our podcast that are not watching, but they're listening. And so... For us to not talk about it. For us to not, yeah. like, remind them of that and it let is, them, like, be a part of that. So, Jill, that one was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the disservice. Yeah. Go listen to the finale and be like, wait, what did we miss with Ben last episode? <laughs> you didn't talk well, about this at all. Yeah, well, you know what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so to, to kind of, you know, get us summed up for, you know, the finale, Charlie and Desmond at the looking hat at the looking glass, Jack's on his way to the broadcast tower to kind of cut off the signal that Ben and the others have been blocking uh, which we find out that's why Rousseau's signal was hasn't been heard for however many years. Um, we yeah, have, Juliet's coming coming uh, through with the clutch intel. Well, because not a, well because Juliet's been a team player since the beginning, and they've been doing such a good job. She's proving her worth as yes. as she's proving her her trustworthiness yeah she she's telling them the secrets that is going to make their mission successful so it's starting to get better jack still son of a bitch but again i'm going to defend him he's he's stepping up yeah somebody should he's he's (laughs) stepping up and making the difficult decisions that need to be made right yeah no like i said earlier 
This is where he starts to turn a little bit and for the better, not for the worse. So some characters turn for the worse. He's yes. going to turn for the better and he's going to stop being such a selfish douchebag. Yeah. But I mean, but again, it, as we talked about at the top of the podcast, he he's now he now has a focus. He's pushing towards that focus. It doesn't matter what happens. He needs to take responsibility. It needs to be done. But at the same time, it's good to know that there are people like Saeed that would mm-hmm. be like, okay, we're, we're going to pull you back here for a minute. You're, you're going a little too fast, too furious. Yeah. What's and- funny to me is that he, he has this mission of getting off the island, getting off the island. And after a while, you have to think, is it just because you said that you wanted to do it? Because it's not like you're going back to anything. They've kind of made a life on this island. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? Is that? But I, I mean, maybe, maybe that's why he's finally making this decision to take these people out. Like, you know, like, okay, there's only room for one of us on this island. They're going to come after us. We're going to defend ourselves and we don't care if it takes them all out when we do it. You know, maybe that's just it. Maybe that's ta- Jack taking the attitude of, okay, if we're going to survive, we got to, we, we got to get rid long. of these guys. Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I see that. We, we got to, my, my plan to get off this Island failed. I'm going to be here for a while. We got to make sure we're safe. Yeah. And these are the people that are putting that in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Let's forget about the smoke monster that exists in the, in the woods because we haven't seen it for a while. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back in a big way. Um, but then lastly, before we go into the finale too, we have the five people staying behind kind of to, uh, to be the soldiers, you know, five people taking on a whole army of others. We have Saeed, who's an ex Iraqi military. We've got Jin, who's an ex hitman. And I'm sorry, three people, not five. Um, and we have Bernard, who's a peasant, pheasant farmer. <laughs> but Bernard proves his worth with that targeting. Like he yeah. can shoot. So I mean, why Who was not? it that couldn't? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I, you know, the thing is, is that for Bernard to do this is interesting because Bernard already promised Rose that they were not leaving the island. Well, I I think. Well, I mean, if you if you want to put it like that, I think that's one of the reasons why he's doing this is because he this is he's protecting the island that he knows they have to stay on. But they're all trying to escape and they're all moving to escape. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe it would have been the better play to be like, okay, well, uh, Rose and I are going to fade off into the distance and build our hut. And you guys just do good. Bye. You know? Well, I think one of the other reasons why Bernard was one of the people that was left behind was I think it was kind of a, a coy plot from the writers because I think at this point they were already, they were already hinting that we were going to lose characters before okay. during this finale. Yeah. And I think by throwing Bernard in with, the, with Saeed and Jin was kind of a smokescreen because of the three of them, who would you think would be the one? Who's the red shirt? Who's the re- exactly? Who's right. the red shirt between the three of them? And Interesting. It's Bernard. Um, and then they fake us out and they kill Charlie. And they kill Charlie um, because you know Bernard is. I, I I think that was meant to be a smokescreen. I think that's that- interesting. I think that was meant to lead the viewers to believe that if anybody was going to den- die. Well, Bernard was to be the easiest one to write off. Well, I mean, you know, and in the finale, it gets pretty close for everybody at one point, so. It does. And when I mentioned an episode or two ago, too, that this is the point where we lose most of the the remaining survivors, this isn't it. I was wrong about that. (laughs) I was very wrong about that. Um, Although I think that that happens next season. Okay. It doesn't happen this season. Because when they come to the camp, there's only three people there. Mm-hmm. And most of everybody else is with Jack. So oh, I was Jack. very I was very wrong about the beach attack. This is not when we lose most of these characters. That's okay. I'm wrong about stuff all the time. <laughs> so, um, I mean, unless you have anything else, I think that really pretty much covers yeah. everything that I have. I have nothing else. I'm good. All right. Um, so we, we do have some feedback. 
Uh, and that is from our buddy Steve, who leaves us feedback every week and who you were working on it. Uh, it's kind of short, uh, short scheduling window, but he might be with us next week or next Yay. episode. I keep saying next week, but um, next episode, he might be joining us. That would be so uh, fun. To, to I talk miss him. About. So, um, but we do have feedback from him. Before we play that feedback, though, there are we encourage you guys to leave us feedback, especially now going into the finale. Although, again, it's a very short window, so if you don't get it in, we apologize. Um, but start leaving us feedback now for season four because we're going to be diving into that very, very soon. Uh, but there are multiple ways that you can do that. First, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash lost revisited. We are on Twitter at Lost Revisit Pod. And what's the Instagram? And we're on Instagram <laughs> at Lost Revisited Pod. Uh, you can email us at Lost Revisited Pod at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a message, you can record yourself doing so and send it to any one of those uh, email addresses or DMs. There you go. Uh, so let's play this feedback from our buddy Steve. You're the dead rock star. They made a big deal when they found the plane. Greatest line from uh, Greatest Hits. So um, I'm going to watch the rest of it instead of voicemail in a minute. So we know that Claire doesn't get on the plane. So either the vision changed or Desmond lied. I'm not sure. I'm still watching. This is my second time watching the episode through before seeing this. But there's been a bit of time. Uh, you know, Saeed has all these plans that he got from uh, wherever he got them from. I can't hold my breath for four minutes, I don't think. Quick side note as we're watching this, I absolutely love Rose and Bernard. They are, I just love, I love that. And as much as we are paying attention to the the Sun and Jin relationship, uh, I really love the Rose and Bernard relationship that we're seeing. Drive Shaft was named over Desmond Bloody Stratton. For Desmond Bloody Stratton. Why is Hurley the only one who reacts when Carl pulls the gun? Whoa! And then that ending, of course, with uh, Charlie swimming, and it's it was so tense. Every time I watched it, it was it was tense. Even though I know he's gonna make it, but uh, of course, I, I I had forgotten about the 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 women that find him or that that uh, uh, surprise him there in the station. So it was it was really nice. Uh, man, the next two episodes are crazy. Are you gonna do them as one big episode, or are you gonna do them as two since Hulu uh, separates them? Uh, anyway. Uh, this is <laughs> thanks uh, for your podcast, Ben and Kristen. This is Steve. This has been the recorded voicemail as you go edition. Talk to you later. He was thanks, Steve. He, he was doing that in segments. You could tell as you were listening. That was to like it. live tweeting. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And at one point, because of the way it was, the way it was formatted when he did it, when he was like, "I can't hold my breath for four minutes." That one took me a second. I'm like, "What the hell is he talking about?" Oh, yeah. And that, but he was talking about Charlie holding yeah. his breath to to swim down. Um, Dexter Morgan, not Desmond, or not Dexter Morgan. That's Dexter. Um, Dexter Stratton, not I, Desmond Stratton. <laughs> Now I'm getting all discombobulated. Uh, you know, I love Steve's corner. I, I love it. <laughs> yes. I love it so much. He was there with uh, uh, with the Game of Thrones podcast every week, too, with the, just the same wonderful uh, feedback every single week. I just, I love his feedback all the time. Thank you so much, Steve. And yeah, so hopefully, I mean, we might not have feedback from him next episode because we might have him on. So that would be wonderful. Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But I mean, to answer his question, it's it's we're covering the finale as two. It's we're doing it in one episode, not two. We're not breaking it up. Uh, part one and part two are going to be one episode of the podcast. See. So yes, um, cool. Yeah. So obviously, if you want to leave us feedback for season four, go ahead and do that. We definitely encourage you to do that. Any. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, any recommendations? Hamilton! <laughs> Hamilton! Uh, 
I, I knew that was exactly what your feedback was. Go- your that's it. recommendation. That's it. If you haven't seen it, yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, stop. Stop listening to us, first of all, because I, the better the better deal is Hamilton. Stop listening to us. You've got like two minutes left. Okay. Just listen, watch Hamilton. Watch it. Watch Just it when watch you're it. done listening to this. Okay. Well, do it immediately. I don't um, care what time it is. I, Put, there, do it on your phone if you're not home. Okay. Just do it. Put the headphones on and do it. Why haven't it you was, done it yet? It was going to be my recommendation for this movie as well because I am super obsessed with it right now. Good. You it should is, be. Everybody is, should be. <laughs> it is the reason why this episode did not release this past weekend like it was supposed to because when you and I got online to record, we were All limited we on time. All we did was talk about Hamilton. <laughs> but it was the first time we had the chance to talk since Hamilton came out. So we spent... I don't think any less than 45 minutes to an hour just talking about Hamilton. Oh my gosh. It was so good. <laughs> I could talk about that forever. I could talk about that forever. Oh, Hamilton. I, yes, Hamilton, please watch I, it. I honestly believe more history lessons should be taught in a musical format, in a hip hop musical format. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda should write all of them. Because I mean, in complete honesty, I have learned so much more and, and retaught myself so much good. more about history because of the holes I have fallen into in reading articles and watching YouTube videos on the making of and the behind the scenes, not just of the musical, but of the history behind Hamilton. If you I, ever want any books on that era, I have lots. I've well, read them all. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the, the Ron Chernow book now, um, which is what the musical is based on. Right. But I mean, I've, I've read into John Lawrence. I've read, I've read into Hercules Mulligan. I like I, I all these characters from this show, I've started looking into their histories and I've I, again I, this is why I, I'm, not, I'm not saying this as a joke. I honestly do feel this is a way that history should be taught. Well, right now, absolutely. I think that it's very important to get that it, our history into people's minds. Absolutely, hundred percent. If anybody does want to read up on any um on any books on this time period, Joseph J. Ellis is, um, he's a really good writer and he's written primarily on the American revolution in the time of the founding fathers. He's got an excellent book. Uh, one of which is called, he's got a few excellent books. Uh, they're all excellent. And I've read most of them. Uh, one of them is called his excellency. Uh, it's on, it's 270 pages. It's all on George Washington and it's fantastic. Uh, there's another one called American Sphinx and it's about Thomas Jefferson. Again, fantastic. Uh, there's this, um, uh, let's see, I have them all. I'm looking at them all right now. They're all in my, <laughs> my little bookcase here. Uh, and then Gordon S. Wood is also an amazing historian. He's won the Pulitzer Prize for his book on the American Revolution. Uh, that he his books are taught in um, in history courses, uh, and and those are fantastic. And then of course you have uh, Ron Chernow's uh, Hamilton book, and there are so many other really great authors. Um, but if anybody wants any recommendations, please reach out to me. I have a lot of them. I am a huge history fan. I was a history major. Um, and this is kind of my, my jam is this time period. So, well, I mean, and I, and and I want to say too, that like, not just, yes, there are some historical inaccuracies in the show Hamilton. Very Um, little. Well, I mean, Madison Monroe is, is kind of a big one in a particular moment of the show, but I'm, I'm not just saying history needs to be taught in this way because of the show itself it's because of the show putting on this performance that has given me that curiosity again to start doing right the digging myself and i'm hoping that other people feel the same way because it's an extraordinary time in our country's history um against all odds this country was made by these people um and whether we like it or not Uh, This is our history. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people want to cancel it out because they were slave owners and whatnot. This is our history. This is, we cannot turn our heads away from how our our, our country was built. And we also can't um, 
speak on it. You, you can't speak on it unless you've actually read up on it. And it's an important time. You know, you have to understand Thomas Jefferson hated slavery. He hated it. He could not get the Declaration of Independence signed and, um, and accepted uh, by everybody unless they took out the word slavery because of South Carolina. You know, uh, George Washington hated slavery, didn't know how to end it. There was no right answer on how to end it, which is why Reconstruction was such a mess after the Civil War, because there was never a good plan. Um, and unfortunately, this is our history. And I feel that a lot of our history is trying to make things right of what went wrong. Um, but there is a reason why we are called the Great American Experiment. and. This kind of a country has never been attempted before, and uh, these people, these people that are that are saying about in in Hamilton, they were real people, and they were against all the odds against a titan um, in King George and his and his royal army, and they won. They against all odds, they won, and that's why we have what we have today. And like it or not. We live here. We are Americans. This is our history. I feel bad for Germans, man. Germans have to deal with a lot of their history, and they probably would like it to go away. I, it's you know, <clears throat> when you and your husband were up here, uh, we took a trip to Valley Forge. Yeah. Um, which I loved. I thought it was great because I got to spend time with you. I got to spend time with, with your husband. I got to spend time with some other friends that were there with us too. I feel like had that trip happened after the release of Hamilton, mm -hmm. it would have enhanced that oh, visit okay. so much more because of the history with George Washington. And, and I was running else. around like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> there were times where literally your husband and I were like, oh, I guess she went off ahead. Because we were turned around and you were gone. Yeah, I. Uh, it was. I'm real bad at keeping with the group <laughs> when I'm somewhere like that. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't mean to be on a soapbox at all when it comes to this. I just feel very strongly about history. I love this country, um, as you know, Ben. I mm -hmm. love my, I love this country, um, and. I just, I want people to really, really be educated on how this country came into formation. I think it is so, so important for us as Americans to really understand what that meant and what that took. Um, and why, frankly, I believe that we are failing on every well, stage and, and, uh, imaginable right now. And, and for not, whatever reason, I don't care what side you're on. I don't and, care what and, side you're on. We are a, failing. That's a point I was going to make too, is that it's very important to today because no matter what side politically you stand on and not to get political in this statement, but during the Revolutionary War, when all of that was ham happening in Hamilton, there were people who were very obviously on the right side of history and people who were very obviously on the wrong side of history. We are at another point in our country right now where that is going to be the case. Which there I think is why this is so important right now. Well, that's what I mean. That's why mm -hmm. this is a time for this to come out is right. because we are at another point in our country's history right now where we are living through what is going to be written in history books years from now where some people are on the very wrong side of history and some, and some people, people are, are going to be right. on the right side of history. You know, and we're Absolutely. not saying, we're not saying what side we fall on because obviously the people who are on the wrong side of history believe themselves they're going to be on the right side of history. Time is only going to prove one of those sides wrong. Right. So we're not saying what side is which to get politically, to get political, but it is very relevant as to what that story told to how it is right now yes so um but yes if you i i share your your excitement if you have not yet gotten on the hamilton bandwagon now's the time to jump on yeah ben was real late and you know what he got my guarantee too about the music no 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 you know what we didn't this wasn't something that came up when we were talking about it but i feel like it wasn't i didn't not jump on because of the hype, because I felt I, I, there was a part of me that was like, oh, okay, I don't want this to get overhyped. I, I want to wait until I can actually visualize this with the music and 
I don't want to like have everybody talk in my ear and say, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And then when I finally do it, it's not as good. It doesn't live up to it. That was never going to happen. It absolutely (laughs) does. But I think there was a part of me that was, even though I'm a fan of hip hop and R and B and such, I think there was a part of me that when I heard rap musical, that might've even been a little intimidated. Probably, but who cares, man? You know, go with it. But I now, I, I mean, yeah. but now, like, I've seen it and listened to it so many times that the Lafayette parts I can do without skipping pretty, a damn I beat. Know. I know. It's, you know, it's it's amazing how good we become at, at, at hip-hop and rap when... <laughs> When, it's to- to when it tells a story like this. Yeah, there's a good story. Well, uh, hip hop and rap has a lot of really good story and a lot of really good lyrics. I'm a huge fan of, of hip hop, but. Um, I totally forgot to show you something too. I'll do it when we're done. Okay. Um, but I got. But anyways, yeah, we're, yes. we're, we're getting off topic a little bit. Yeah, we're still on our recommendation. Hamilton. All right. Yeah. But um, yeah, so watch it, Hamilton. Yes, watch Hamilton as a recommendation. So again, uh, next episode, greatest hits, or not greatest hits. Um, holy crap, what is the name of the- Through the Looking Glass, part one and part two. Through the Looking Glass, part one and part two is going to be our season three finale episode. We're going to cover them both in the next episode, which you should be hearing relatively in a day or two of the time you're hearing this. It's going to be a very, very close window of, it, of, uh, of the time because we want to play, try and play catch up a little bit for the yep. weeks that we've missed out. Yep. So um, you're most likely hearing this on a Thursday, which means by Saturday or Sunday, you're going to be hearing the finale. Yay. Uh, but with that being said, I think that just about covers everything for this episode. Yes. I'm going to go eat now because um, I I'm on a cleanse and I want to eat my cup of vegetables real bad, <laughs> real bad. Yeah. So I'm not going to hungry. I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep you maybe two minutes after we're done. And then I'm maybe, gonna let you eat. Yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, thank you as always for listening. Make sure you send us that feedback for season four, start sending that in soon. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you guys further on down that rabbit hole. Take care. Bye-bye. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! <laughs>